The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today. Bet $100. Get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. Driver, start your engine! Strap in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. But since I'm on probation, I suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well. If you could talk about racing things, we could talk about racing things. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez. And Cody Zeeb. Coming to you live for the first time ever. It is the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Villagomez. We both got the memo today to wear the SGPN swag. And we are here. That's right. (laughs) Making it live for you today on the show. Of course... We are opening it up to a mailbag type of a show, but we've still got a lot of stuff to talk about because race weekend uh, is is only a day away. And as a resident of the state of California, I can tell you right now that it is raining and it would probably continue to rain right up until it stops. And hopefully it stops tomorrow, but it doesn't look that way. Yeah, it's uh, not looking very good, Rod. It's 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 been pouring all day from the reports I've heard. Videos I've seen, not looking positive for tomorrow, luckily. Sunshine for Sunday, so hopefully uh, hopefully that will be the case. Well, and so here's the thing, right? They're saying that there's some weird weather in Southern California, and that's absolutely true because that if anything falls from the sky in Southern California, it's already weird weather. But <laughs> they were talking about actually snow happening in Southern California. I'm not quite sure. I mean, I know that it snows on uh, uh, the um, the grapevine every once in a while, but like once you get farther down the grapevine, it just doesn't really snow that much. So if it's snowing right now in Southern California, then God does not want a NASCAR race this weekend. I'm telling you that right now. Everything's so crazy too, because it's like 80 degrees in Charlotte where all the teams are based. And so they're leaving the nice warm weather, going to California for the cold snowy weather. It's it's crazy. <laughs> up is down. Down is up. Cats are sleeping with dogs. Like, it's just a ridiculous nightmare of a of a ridiculousness. Um, what's up, Rory Picks? What's hey, Rory, how's it up, going? Rory? Man, good to have you on the show, or, or at least watching the show. We'll have you on the show at some point. Uh, yeah, Rory later on soon. Oh, for sure. Um, all right. He's so probably, uh, let's see, 7, 740. He's, he's on the East Coast, right? 840 on a Friday night. He's probably about 47 bush lights in at this point. <laughs> I'll take the over on 47, Rory. Uh, yeah, for those of you, man, who don't uh, don't follow Rory's great works, you got to follow him on Twitter, at Rory Picks. Uh, got a fantastic show out there, too. Uh, and so, yeah, he's a great resource in this betting community. So go hit him up. Follow him at Rory Picks. Uh, again, if you're listening to this show uh, tomorrow or even later uh, later on in the evening on the live feed or on the, the podcast feed, rather, uh, once again, thank you. We are going to be, like I said, taking some questions. We are going to be talking about stuff, but be sure to join us next week for our live show uh, because we definitely would love to see you up in the mix as well and having some fun with us talking NASCAR. Again, this is kind of a catch-all today to try to get us ready for the weekend. Like we said, it's raining, which means that uh, the starting grid is going to be determined by the formula, you know, and that's that's a little bit frustrating as well because tell you what, this formula, it, it only works, it's working off of one race so far this season, and it's going to put some people in some weird positions. Yeah, that's the heaviest weight is this last race. There's a little bit of the formula includes last season's car number standings, but owner standings rather, but not going to be much of that. So 
if they if it does rain out, there's still obviously a chance they get it in if things clear up, but unlikely. Uh, yeah, you're gonna have big names: Tyler Reddick, Kyle Busch, uh, Chase Elliott, guys starting towards the back of the field, which maybe make it a better race, right? Because we're gonna watch them race their way through the field. We've seen others do it before, where they have to start at the back, near the back, and they find their way to the front. So it'll be interesting to watch. Uh, this is possibly going to take away any track time before the race starts, right? So there may not be any practice. There may not be any qualifying. Some of these cup guys are going to run in the Xfinity Series for laps. Likely, the Xfinity Series will be after the Cup Series race if it ends up being a doubleheader on Sunday. I don't know that they've announced official plans, but I believe I saw Bob Pockris kind of talked about that earlier, that it would likely be Cup before Xfinity and then... Uh, and then, yeah, so be the backwards doubleheader, but I'm, I'm, it's never a bad thing to have a doubleheader on a Sunday, uh, although I'll, I will miss the Saturday action if we don't get it. I'll definitely miss the Saturday action, but I will say this. First of all, Cody, you, you got to just text Bob Pockers. Like, we need to we needed to stop this, like, you following his Twitter thing. You need to have him on speed dial and just like, Oof, hey, Bob, I, yeah. check this out. <laughs> I don't think I'm that far up there on the on the pecking order yet to to have Bob's phone number just yet. You I did get to shake there. his hand in Kansas last year. That was... Uh, a big life accomplishment for me. Love Bob. He is the lord of the NASCAR media, but uh, not quite on texting terms with him just yet. I walked by his his workstation at Sonoma, and I, I got a <laughs> peek at him. It was like a rock star. I don't know that Bob Parker's ever really considered himself a rock star, but I, I'll tell you right now that uh, we we probably worship him like one as well. Yeah, well, I like how he kind of leans into it now on the, the little pre-race bits they do every once in a while where it's uh, Bob partying in the Talladega uh lot and everything like that it's uh pretty fun <laughs> nice uh yeah listen a uh, hard flex bro what's up buddy hard hard flex bro listen you don't my, like my shit everywhere come on <laughs> no he loves it he loves that shit everywhere but i'm telling you right now uh for me the nice clean background is uh is only because my desk doesn't face the right direction i i don't i gotta figure out a what, way all that jimmy johnson stuff he has over there we didn't want to piss off that spring up fan <laughs> so <laughs> No, we did not. Oh, man. But it's good to see you in here. Thanks for uh, thanks for hanging with us for a little while. Um, all right, Cody, before we start to get down to the nitty-gritty, what's uh, we're having some fun live. Again, we've never done this before, so uh, bear with us as far as being live because we're having a blast already. And, and Rory, uh, too, making a good point in the chat as well. Auto Club does have lights. So if it ends up working on Saturday where they can get stuff in later, likely they'll cancel qualifying if it's not able to go on time. But Xfinity Series race, if it looks like they could get it in in the evening, they will try. And if it does have to get pushed to Sunday, we will be able to go into Sunday evening as well. Uh, so good point there by Rory as well. That So there's, remember those few tracks, just a couple anymore that don't have the lights and, and Talladega's, the new Amshers, where that becomes a concern, but not a concern at Auto Club. Indeed. So yeah, we'll, we'll race until the sun comes up on Monday morning. So uh, that's not a problem. Uh, all right, before we get down to the nitty gritty, like I said, Cody, why don't you, uh, you got anything to set up? You got any news, any, any, this well, day in history? Yeah. Oh, I got, I do have a history one for you, Rod. Speaking of your guy, Jimmy Johnson, 10 years ago today, the 55th running of the Daytona 500, February 24th, 2013. Uh, Jimmy Johnson wins the Daytona 500. Danica Patrick actually started on the pole for this race. She was the first woman to ever win the pole position in NASCAR's highest division. Uh, she also achieved the best ever finish by a woman coming in eighth place. Um, and so that was obviously a great accomplishment for her. She had a wonderful weekend. Uh, Jimmy Johnson won the race, his first uh, Daytona 500 trophy. Dale Earnhardt Jr., his teammate, finished second. Mark Martin, Brad Keselowski. Ryan Newman rounded out the top five. That's a pretty loaded top five right there. That's uh, likely all Hall of Famers, right? Uh, and Well, some are already in the Hall of Fame, and others are definitely on their way to it. Uh, so that is crazy. Uh, I was looking at another statistic I had down here. Uh, the quickest speed in the race was Matt Kenseth, who was driving for Joe Gibbs at the time, 192.757. Uh, uh, and Denny Hamlin was second in there. That was during the, the practice session, I guess. So this was also the first race. That's what I wanted to get to. This was the first race of the Generation 6 car, um, which was the previous generation to the generation we have now. So there was a bunch of testing sessions, quite a few wrecks, actually. They allowed them to test quite a bit before the uh, 
before the actual Daytona 500 on Daytona, and there was a bunch of wrecks in this brand new car, and nobody was really sure what was going to happen. Then obviously we go on, and and that car was around for another eight years before uh, before we moved into the the next gen or generation seven that we're in now. Sounds familiar. All sorts of craziness going on with the new car. Everybody saying, I hate this thing. This is the worst car ever. We need to go back to the old one. Now we're, you know, another year into it and we're like, oh, okay, that's maybe not quite so bad. So um, exactly. Yeah, we'll definitely see the <laughs> uh, full season of this though, for sure. Yeah, exactly. In big news today, the sale of Auto Club Speedway that we talked about kind of on the podcast, they hadn't really announced anything. Well, it's been reported by the Sports Business Journal. That is official. So it was a 522 acre uh, acres of land that Auto Club Speedway had and owned. NASCAR owned owns the Speedway, owns everything around there. Uh, and so they sold 433 of those 522 acres, retaining just 89 acres. That's a pretty small plot of land. Uh, there's some blueprints that came out today. I don't I don't know that I've seen it from anybody confirmed that that's actually what's going to happen because there's been rumors. Originally, they were talking about a half mile. Then it was going to be like a, almost three-quarters mile. This is looking more like a half mile again. Um, they're likely going to have to rent lease space uh, for parking and whatnot. Obviously, wouldn't be much room for camping or anything like that property. Um, but it is reported that they sold this plot of 433 acres for $544 million, Rod. Wow. Um, that is $200 million more than Roger Penske paid for the IndyCar series and the Indianapolis Motor Speedway uh, when he purchased all of those a few years ago. Absolutely incredible amount of money. Uh, again, this is just reported. It's not necessarily, but it is from Sports Business Journal, so a, a very reliable source. I would say this is probably in the ballpark at least. Um, and NASCAR has already said that they plan to use the money for to upgrade fan experience, uh, upgrade some other tracks and then paying down some of the ISC debt, which would be the International Speedway Corp. That's the company they own all most of. They don't own all the tracks, but they own a lot of tracks through that company. Uh, so that's how they're going to use that $522 million. And then obviously to redo this track because parts of it is sold now. <laughs> you know, and, and what's crazy is that we don't even know what and how long it's going to take to get the track right. back up, right? I mean, it could be a year, it could be two years, probably more like three years. To, I mean, I know how California works, construction-wise. Right. <laughs> Bob Pockers tweeted, uh, speaking of Bob, he said that he was looking at... I do think a short track will happen at this point. I'm looking at a 7,000-page environmental and impact study that they had done. So that's some California stuff for you right there. Uh, plenty of uh, plenty 7,000-page environmental study. That's uh, some light reading for Bob tonight while listen, he gets ready for the weekend. <laughs> listen, well, we always say, but how will it affect the turtles? That's what, that's what I want. How will it affect the turtles? Tell me, tell me how this NASCAR track will affect the turtles. That's what yeah, I want to know. That's a uh, boy. That's a uh, that's a lot of money, though. That's a big deal for NASCAR. Uh, it sucks because we just talked about we were hoping maybe some way this two mile track will be saved. Obviously, that's basically not going to happen at this point with with them cutting back to the eighty nine acres. So, Auto Club will not be on the schedule next year. They've already talked about that. Will they be back in time for twenty twenty four? Hopefully, maybe not as early as it is this year. Maybe they'll have to push that later in the season, depending on when they can get it done. That's all all up in the air, all to be determined and everything. And again, they haven't even officially announced the plans on what they're going to do. This sale, uh, I, it sounds like they closed on it today, actually. So that's why the details kind of came out today. Um, yeah, we'll see where they go from here. The circuit's shortest road course. How much fun would that be? A go-kart course. Let's <laughs> go let's turn let's turn Dude, Fontana. Put all these drivers in go-karts. I'd like to see that. Ooh, We're to the Coliseum. Let's do the uh the clash in go-karts. Yes, let's do that. Um, all right. Well then, uh, let's get to it. Let's get to uh, some of the setup. We'll talk a little bit of, of Xfinity, like the starting grid, and then uh, we'll we'll start taking questions as well because I know we got a couple from the Discord. Um, but we'll do that after the break, and then, like I said, we'll start at the Xfinity grid and sort of walk you through it. Kind of look at the odds versus what they're starting now, since we know, and and maybe give us a, a little updated betting uh, stance on what we see and uh, all that other good stuff. But we'll do that after. The break we got to pay a little bit of bills so before we get to all that let's tell you about win bet 
WinBet is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, and WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there's tons of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays, which is also known as WinBet's Build Your Own Bet. You got great promos, odds, payouts are all happening right now at WinBet. Sign up today, because I know you're ready to play. Receive a special offer. Bet $100, get $100 limited to state availability. And of course, if you hit the biggest parlay and the long shot parlay of the week, you're going to get a $1,000 free credit. So much to choose from it. All you got to do, head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state. Playthrough winbet is available. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. The SGPN merch store is always adding brand new items to the store every single day. So go over there right now to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com to get your favorite shirts, get your favorite hoodies, get your favorite sweats. You see, we're wearing ours right now. And of course, the NASCAR Gambling Podcast uh, coffee mug over there behind Cody. Make sure you get one of those as well. Doesn't have uh, the the cool NASCAR on it, but you'll find what you want on there. Uh, all the stuff is in the store right now, so go down there. Support us, support the show. The more merch flies off the shelf, the better the bosses know that they that you love the show. So keep keep selling it. Uh, again, that's store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com to get your favorite SGPN NASCAR Gambling Podcast merch. All right, for those of you watching the live stream, you just saw how the sausage was made. You know exactly how uh, these ad reads go down. But uh, a lot of fun. Great uh, opportunity to tell you all about our great sponsors. So, um, all right, let's get to a question from the Discord first because we did promise them first dibs on the questions. So what do we have, Cody, for our Discord question? Yes, uh, from the JDK. He's been very active in the Discord sent in this question he said do you think we'll see the same issues as last year with tire wear or blowouts or do you think nascar has addressed these issues and then he also sent a follow-up and said if there's a lack of faith in the tires do you believe that this will affect pit strategies could we see more pit stops or maybe just more two tire stops that is a fantastic question jdk and i will say this i think that they've had this entire off season right i mean these guys they're they're smart they, they employ the smartest engineers possible, and I know that that tire wear early in the season, and even kind of later in the season, especially with uh, uh, watching these guys, you know, pop tires all over the place, they took that back and they studied it. And, and I'm sure that they've come back with a much better compound this year. I feel like they've had enough time to study and to get things ready. We didn't see a whole, I mean, a tire wear is not necessarily a thing of Daytona, right? I mean, you're not going to see that much of it, but we didn't see... I don't think we saw any any real problems in Daytona, obviously. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like the car looked good. There was no worry about how this car was going to perform. And, and so I think that carries over into this. Now, this will be a big test. Cody's talked about it over the course of this week. Tire wear is a thing on this track. It's old. It's damaged. It's, you know, it's got personality. That's what you call damaged people. They got personality. Uh, I know I'm one. So I'm just saying, like, you know, th this is going to be a test, but I think that Goodyear's probably put together a pretty good uh, uh, compound for this, and we'll, we'll obviously see on race day. We won't see in qualifying or anything like that, but I think we'll see it on race day. Yeah, we'll we'll have to see as far as the tire goes. Daytona, it's hard to tell because not a big hot tire wear track. A lot of times they just take fuel only or or two tires and stuff there. You don't see a ton of wear. I don't. Two tires is probably not going to be an option here. You're going to have to pit for four, like we talked about all week. With it being such a high tire wear track, tires wear out quickly. You lose time quickly. Uh, and I think even last year, NASCAR and Goodyear both were blaming the teams, basically, saying that it was the teams pushing things too far. So they've had, obviously, later in the season to look at things, adjust things. The problem did seem worse earlier in the season and then got better as the season went on. Just depends how much these teams are going to push it, right? What have they been doing in the offseason for testing? What have they been looking at? Have they decided that going five under PSI on the recommendations is enough? Is they need to go more? Is it less? And somebody's going to push that envelope. Somebody's, I mean, all these drivers talk about it all the time. If you listen to Dale Earnhardt Jr., if you listen to the guests he has from the past in NASCAR, they are going to push every single 
boundary they can. Rodney Childers has been on record as saying he's never, ever run the recommended tire pressures from Goodyear, and he's crew chiefed, what, 700, 900 races, something ridiculous. He's Kevin Harvick's crew chief. And so it's just going to be, it's going to be dependent on the teams more than the tire. I think I don't think the tire even maybe, maybe there was some issues with the tire, but I think it was more issues with the team. Um, and I haven't seen the tire combination for this week. I was just looking, Bob hadn't posted it. So I'm not sure if anybody else has seen it yet, but uh, I don't know what, which tires they're using. If they're bringing back similar ones using different combinations from later in the season, but it's, it's just going to be up to who pushes the envelope too much. And, and maybe we won't get far enough where it causes an issue, but I wouldn't be surprised to see it happen. Maybe not to the degree it happened last year. I think the teams have definitely learned a lot since then. Not only was it a brand new car last season, brand new tire as well, right? They switched to the bigger tire, completely different. Everything worked different with this car with the tire. And so they were still learning in just the third race on the season, but really the first one where your tires were going to be tested last season. So I think it will be better this year, but I don't think that means that it's not going to be there. They're bringing the C2 softs, the three. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. That's F1. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you had the real, I thought you no. had the real answer. I was like, man, Rod, God's on the ball here. <laughs> no, no. God, no, I, I'm not. No, I'm never on that ball. You know that. Uh, no, it's just funny. It's the, they're bringing the F1 tires with them. They're bringing the hard, hard compound tires to, to California. I, I don't know that a hard compound tire could even uh, come close to surviving on a, no. on and a I did like see that. some people were asking as well on, on social media and stuff, rain tires. Cause we talked about that. That's going to be an option at tracks this year. That's only gonna be an option on tracks a mile in length or less other than Bristol, the concrete version and uh, Dover because of the banking, because of the concrete just won't work there. But any of the shorter, flatter tracks that are a mile or less Phoenix, New Hampshire, and, and other tracks like that, Martinsville, those are the ones where they could use rain tires, but not to the degree of like on a road course where they can do it in the pouring rain. If it's pouring rain, even the rain tires aren't going to work there, but not even an option this week um, because it's too big of a track with it being the two mile in length. So if there is rain, it's just going to have to push the race back. And and honestly, too, they were talking about the the track drying and, and having a chance because of the, the temperature outside being somewhere in the 40s and, and not necessarily having uh, the proper time to dry and to get it to race temperature. So that's going to be an issue as well, especially if it is sort of off and on showers. I'll tell you right now, like I said, I'm up here in Northern California, not I'm, I'm a couple of hundred miles, 300 miles away from where Fontana actually is. But up here, it's basically been starting and stopping and starting and stopping. It'll rain a little bit, and then it'll stop, and then it'll drizzle, and then it'll stop. So if it continues to do that, especially on Saturday, it's going to be completely frustrating. Obviously, you're not going to want to start a race if you can't finish it. But for Sunday, hopefully, I'm seeing that it's all up here, especially, it's going to be just cloudy. So obviously track temperature is going to be a lot colder, uh, cooler rather, and and you know hopefully the the track will be able to dry out in the time that it takes for for us to get those engines fired because, I mean again I just hate for it to be a clear forecast and then have this nonsense that I keep getting out here where like five minutes later it's like spitting at you and and another that's reason to stop they a race. would run the cup race first too because. They would rather get that one in sooner, but yeah, that is, that's is a great point too, because the colder weather, it does take longer to dry the track. Obviously if it's hot out, if the sun pokes its way out, it's going to help dry it up faster, but it will take longer to dry the track in the colder temperatures. So Saturday is definitely not looking well, uh, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. All right. Well, let's do this. Let's talk a little bit about Saturday and what would well, be Saturday. We got got another question in the chat too from oh, greg hit it shout out shout out to greg miller uh watching talking about the rain tires he wants to know who really believes that nascar will use them on the ovals that's all the talk he says it's yeah i think i don't know if it's actively raining that they will use the rain tires on the track i think if it gets to the point where it's been raining and the track is still wet that might be where they're more prone to at least at first Maybe they start to push the envelope after that works, but I think there's not been enough testing and there's not enough known yet that they'll maybe go if it's, and again, they've already said if it's full on raining, they're not going to use the rain tires for that. It's 
they're made at least at this point for a light rain or for a wet track. So I think if it's been raining, we have a rain delay or anything, instead of having to wait for them to get the track dry, that might be when they implore the rain tires. We'll see. Uh, we'll see though, Greg, it's, it is all the talk and it's going to be, we're going to find out eventually, right? It's, we run into rain enough on these tracks that I think we'll find out, but at least as of now, that would be my guess. I just feel like that's like one too many things have changed for them, right? I mean, you've already you already changed the car on them. You already changed all this stuff, and now you're throwing rain tires into the mix. It's like, slow down, man. I hate change. Like It's been baby steps, right? They introduced them a couple years ago on the road courses, and we're, we're slowly getting there. But, yeah, they're definitely – I don't think they're going to just dive headfirst in the first time it's raining on a short track. Yeah, no, I don't think so either. Hold on, Greg. Let me toss your, let me toss your question up there. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm still trying to get, uh, used to this, this live angle of it as well. YouTube side of things. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wait, wait, that's that's the Here's the rain tires. There you go. There's the comment about the rain tires. Yay. Yeah. I don't know if we'll think they'll use them on the ovals, but, um, Hey, thanks for tuning in, Greg. And he says they'll receive backlash either way. (laughs) Yeah, we will. You've been on NASCAR social media. I see. Yeah. You listen. No matter what you do. There's a section of fans that aren't happy either way. <laughs> that is true. Uh, all right. Well, if the rain does come, here's the thing. Obviously, we, we are pretty much uh, calling Saturday a bust, and they'll have to, to redo that race, and probably not any qualifying either. So your front row for that will end up being Austin Hill and John Hunter Nemechek with Justin Allgaier and Parker Retzlaff right behind them in row two. So... What does this do now for us? Because we talked a little bit about the Xfinity betting. Obviously, if you're new to the live, uh, definitely go check out some of our old um, our old episodes in, in this week, especially as we talk through the Production Alliance Group 300 that's going to be uh, the Xfinity race. And we talked about our favorites to win there. But if this starting grid is the way it is, you look at where Austin Hill is right now at 17 to 1 uh, on, in some places. He will be the favorite, obviously, uh, if, if to repeat, if he starts on the pole. I, I wouldn't call him the favorite. I don't think he's going to win this race. I think Buster will probably remain the favorite betting-wise, but... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm just saying, like, people people will be looking at it on the right. pole, thinking he won Daytona, thinking I'm going to go probably bet him. <clears throat> but I'm just saying, buyer beware if this is what you want. It's 17-1, to 1, right? Yeah. We talked about Austin on the, the Xfinity Picks show. Uh, yeah, I don't. Neither of us are very big on him this week, and I think it, it's a tough task for him now. Starting up front, that that might help. Obviously, if you can jump out and lead early, then potentially you know he could keep it up there, have the right strategy, um, and make it work. But even if he is starting on the front, honestly, John Hernemechek starting outside of him or inside, depending on what they choose, uh, I would be more prone to think maybe he would be a look at uh, DFS where he could jump out and lead early uh, and lead. If I was going to pick one of these guys, I, I would pick in this scenario and see as much as we've hated on him in the past, I would still pick John Arnimacek in this scenario for potentially maybe dominating early in this race. Uh, the, the first session before they get new tires and, and everything just because he will have that start and, and guys like Custer are going to be back a little bit starting. He'd be starting seventh or eighth there. And uh, would maybe take him a, a few to get up there and, and run Austin or uh, a John Hernemacek or an Austin Hill down. And that's the thing, too. Cole Custer's not starting that far back, anyways. He's still about plus 400 to win this race. And yeah, he's starting in about the one, two, three, fourth row back. So um, definitely not out of the realm of possibility for him to find his way up front. We talked about how much we actually do like him in this race. Uh, Justin Allgaier is uh, still at plus 450. He's going to be starting in third place, so I really like his chances at this uh, opportunity as well. So, you know, it just gives guys like that a chance. We, I think we heard Ross Chastain no longer in this race now, especially if they run it late. Yeah, right? I don't – I was trying to find more info on that because I thought I had heard that, and then I, I – then draft their DFS added him later to the, the player pool. I'm not sure if we've got an official announcement on – what the deal is with Ross Chastain. Yeah. Um, is there any anybody in there want to know about a specific driver in Xfinity before we get uh, too far into it as well? Because uh, definitely if you're having some questions, especially now that we pretty much think we know what the starting grid's going to be, um, you know, we can definitely kind of make some some better calls on this. 
you got guys like Sheldon Creed starting in the back. You've got guys uh, like Tyler Reddick. I guess he's still in this, but maybe not uh, afterwards. But Josh Berry starting in the back. We talked about those uh, junior motorsports drivers in the in the pick show and how much we think they're going to be dominant. So you know Sam Mayer back there as well. Uh, starting in the middle of the pack. If you got any questions about them, we'll be happy to answer them. But what do you think starting in the middle of the pack does to guys like Josh Berry and Sam Mayer? Yeah, I think it gives them the upside of of all that place differential, right? That's kind of the perfect spot for them is right in the middle where they're going to get – they're probably not going to get up there and dominate and win, but right enough where they can get you the return as far as, uh, as, far as the place differential goes. And it does – yeah, looking at, looking at more info here on Chastain, it, it looks like he's rumored to maybe not if they if they end up doing it after the Cup Series race. But for now, he's still listed on there as as the driver of the ninety one. So maybe he was trying to do that for seat time, and then if they're going to race the Cup Series before, he doesn't want to do it. I don't know. Leave that team hanging would kind of suck for them, but. You know, whatever. Well, oh, I mean, especially when that, you know, we're kind of counting on that sponsorship money to be able to to roll in for that race. Right. That could have been the only the only race that they had that much coming in and, and to kind of leave them high and dry. That's yeah, a little bit uh, shy. Yeah, but. and ugh, man, he, you're probably going to have, if, they, if qualifying does rain out, you're probably going to have to play Chastain. He's going to start at the back, basically. Um, and I don't, I, I don't know which of these drivers would not qualify for the race either because there is... Well, no way. It's 40 entries. Xfinity, yeah, so it would be these 40 drivers. So I think Chastain would start third to last. Uh, he's the most expensive guy in the DFS pool after they added him at 11200 But even though he's not in the greatest car, it's that DGM car. It's so-so. He did so-so in it last year. Um, you, you're probably going to have to play him at least in some cash lineups. He could be a good fade as far as gpps go because probably most people are going to play them and that car could have issues right mechanical stuff or whatnot but you are going to have to keep an eye on whether he ends up racing in that race or not if you are going to put him in your lineup well and if you're going to bet on him he's 12 to 1 so he's still among the the favorites of the drivers still a far cry from cole custer but he's 12 to 1 to win the race he doesn't interest you to win the race doesn't interest me at all all right doesn't interest you at all not even for a top three starting in the back and that in that equipment what do you think for a top three? I'm, I'm looking for his top three odds right now. I'm scrolling pretty far down. Uh, yeah, Ross Chastain, still not finding him. Maybe he's not even in here for a top three. Unbelievable. Yeah, I'm not seeing. I, oh, there he I, is, plus 350 at, for a top three. Yeah, I, I just I don't think his car is good enough. Again, sometimes the drivers can overcome, right? He's going to be one of the best drivers in the field. We know how good he is. But it's not... Uh, the the car scares me, and especially starting that far back. If he had a good qualifying run, he was going to start up front, then the odds are probably going to drop, obviously. But I'd feel more comfortable making that bet then, where he's going to have to work his way through the whole field in subpar equipment. And it's not – this isn't a joke of a field, right? You got Cole Custer. You got Austin Dillon. You got Tyler Reddick. You got Justin Allgaier, Josh Berry, John Hernemichek. I mean, even the Brandon Jones, the Sam Mayers, the Austin Hills. Like, this is a pretty loaded field. So for him to have to be majority of those guys – in that car, starting in the back, not not worth it enough for me to to want to even really think about it. Yeah, again, it's just going to be it's it's a tough tough call, especially given the fact that we don't even know he's going to be in there. So, uh, oh, which also brings up another good point uh, before we go back to break and come back we'll talk some Cup Series stuff. Um, we did have an issue last week in Daytona where a certain book we won't call them out by name, but uh, you know who you are. Uh, I think we're allowed to talk, call, to talk about those books when it's I bad, right? Think we, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know. You know me, man. I'm the I'm the guy that had kid gloves, man. I don't I don't take people to the mat very often. But if you go to the Discord, you can find out who it is. Exactly. So, uh, so we had a book that did not honor the uh, voiding of Timmy Hill and who was the other driver that they, they didn't take out. Uh, the truck guy. Yeah. So, Spencer two, Boyd. yeah, Spencer Boyd, Spencer Boyd, and Timmy Hill. Uh, somebody had a, a ticket on on two of those guys, and they they did not void them because they didn't make the the Tona five hundred. They in fact said that they attempted to qualify for the race, but they did not make it. Therefore, that counts as them attempting a qualification, as it were, instead despite, of despite their rules stating. A driver is deemed to have not participated in the race once if the, 
once they have taken or is deemed to have participated in the race, once they have taken part, any part of the formation lap, if the selected driver takes no part in the formation lap, the bets on the driver in this market will be void. And they still would not accept his request. So I guess don't even read the rules. Just assume they're not going to refund. Because <laughs> we said read the rules before, right? And the rules clearly state that you should have gotten, uh, yeah. At what so, point? Are... Flex Bro says in the chat, <laughs> bullshit. Yeah, and right. <laughs> we won't pardon your lad and we'll, we'll, uh, we'll encourage we'll it. It is bullshit. Yeah. No, and honestly, it's it's when I didn't know that qualifying was part of the formation lap. I mean, I, you know. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah. And that's that's part of the struggle with these books uh, still trying to get up to speed on NASCAR and how things work. It's not football. You know, if a guy comes out and warms up for the game but doesn't play in the game, doesn't record any minutes, you, you don't know statistics, then he doesn't count. It's a no play, right? That's basically what happened here, and yet here we are. Yeah. I mean, even if the guy gets one target, he still counts. Like, and that's that's really what it's all about. So, and this again, this is another situation we saw this last year with Denny Hamlin at Pocono, right, where he won the race on the track, but then he was disqualified later. They got the win taken away. Some, you know, and people were arguing they should pay that. People were arguing you should play the Elliott part. Yeah, whole whole disaster. But we're getting there. NASCAR is still not as big as football and other stuff in betting, obviously. So. It's still a struggle with the books, but beware in the future. And that's not a situation that's going to happen a lot where we would bet on guys that don't have a great chance of making the race. Um, but we talked about it on the recap show. If those guys had made the race, it would have been a different story in the race because of the draft, because of the super speedway part of it. That's just kind of how it goes. So, yeah, yeah. but just to, just to forewarn you for the future. Yeah, unfortunately, just a bad situation made worse by the fact that the book did not honor it. So, um, all right, let's uh, step away one more time. We'll come back. We'll start laying out the cup process and what we think is going to happen there because obviously qualifying probably won't happen for cup series either. And we'll probably starting from the metrics. So let's do that after the break. But let's step away and tell you about Underdog Fantasy because we're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog is your home for offseason NFL best ball drafts, but they also got you covered for a ton of other daily games, including NBA, NHL, and PGA. Underdog Fantasy is a great way to get down on your favorite player props if they're not available in your state like mine. Head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. So the Paula 400 will be taking place on Sunday. This much, we're probably pretty much sure. Like we said, the forecast looks a little bit better for Sunday than it does on Saturday. And it'll just be cloudy and uh, and a miserable day otherwise. Uh, but there will, should be racing on the track. I don't want to say will. Because I was about to say there will be racing on the track. And I don't want to do that to anybody. Because next thing you know, nature is going to be like, oh, you think so? <laughs> I got something for you. Uh, yeah. so yeah, there should be racing on the track on Sunday. So if that happens, we got Christopher Bell on the pole with Ricky Stanhouse ugh, in second. Uh, I, sorry, I couldn't get through that. Uh, Joey Logano, Alex Bowman in row two, Busher and Almondinger in row three, and then the two track house folks, Suarez and Chastain right behind them, Blaney and Harvick, a couple of Fords behind them, Cody Ware and Corey oh, LaJoy, Cody baby. Ware with that good start. Wow. Look at that. That's Props to Cody Ware. We're about to bet all <laughs> over some Cody Ware. Wait, are we? No. We did that last week. <laughs> yeah, we did. Ooh, that was a uh, that was deadly. We but... do we do have a couple of Twitter questions before we get too far Ooh, let's into go. the uh, into these. Uh, Brian Twinning over there on Twitter, he said, "I have to know only because I have my own drivers. What drivers do do y'all seemingly always gravitate towards, no matter how many times they burn you?" Uh-huh, he says. Well, I think so everybody knows it? the answer to the mine, right? <laughs> I bleed Kevin Harvick. I just, I cannot help it. That guy always seems to be. He doesn't burn us as much as, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't, not much. He doesn't burn us, but, like, I don't know. Like, there's been times where it's just like, I want, I'm all in on Kevin Harvick, and then the next thing I know, uh, he just burns me. But I will say that uh, if I'm talking about a guy that burns me more than often, it is Denny Hamlin because I was banging the drum for Denny Hamlin a lot, even though we were fading him a lot last season too. But I still kept saying, 
but Denny, and then he would go and just screw me. I will say we are pretty good about switching streams on guys when we need to. Denny Hamlin, the perfect example. We faded him a good portion of the first half of the season last year, and then once Toyota got things figured out, once he got things figured out, we did bail off of that. Same thing with Martin Truex Jr. We faded him all last season, and we won't be doing that this year. Um, and so, yeah, I'd say for me, it's probably Ryan Blaney because he burned me quite a few times last season, never never getting to victory lane other than the all-star race. Uh, so he's probably the guy for me, but I think he's going to turn that around this weekend, hopefully. Um, and then speaking of Ryan Blaney, that's the other Twitter question we have. When will Ryan Blaney break through and finally get a win? Wait, hold on. You ready for this? Welcome to Ryan Blaney's corner. No, we're not going to do that. Uh, no, listen, when, when is it going to break through for a win? Uh, Cody, I'll let you take this one. This is your boy right here. I mean, I go back and listen to the pick show, but I picked him to win this weekend. So I, I think that, again, it, it, yes, he didn't get any wins last season, but he still had an impressive season. He won more stages than anybody. He was top five in laps led. He had the car to win so many races. Could have won the 500 to start the season played the good teammate could have won at Phoenix to end the season played the good teammate had the best car in the field multiple times throughout the season he did win the all-star race not a points paying race yes but it still was a win at least in his column uh, I think he's going to be back sooner rather than later obviously hopefully it's this weekend as I'm betting on him um, but I think that he's going to be a contender week in week out we know the Penske cars are good uh, we know they're fast we know Blaney can get it done uh, and he can get it done just about anywhere, right? He's won on super speedways quite a few times. He's won on road course before. Uh, he's won on all types of tracks. So I think that he'll be in victory lane sooner rather than later. Um, and maybe even this weekend, right? As hopefully. Yes, I think all of that is correct. However, <laughs> oh boy. I still oh boy. I still have to see it first. I'm I'm sorry. I I love the man just as much as you do. Well, probably not because you love him. You know, I love Jimmy Johnson. Yeah. That's that's well documented. But I you know again, like I said, it it sucks to watch a talented driver be that good and not get a win. So I'm I'm cheering for that 12 car as well. But you know, like I said. I think I got to see it before I'm I'm actually there. Yep. So well, and I'm I've been that way on quite a few drivers, even this season. There's guys that have to prove it to me before I'm going to be willing to go back and bet them. And yeah, that's where you are. That's where you are. That's where you but are. That that goes to the point of why do I keep sticking with a guy who keeps burning me? Right. <laughs> I mean, listen, we all we all do destructive <laughs> things. With each other. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say my, we all do destructive things, my friends. We all do destructive things. Um, all right, so let's talk through some of these odds as we're looking at where the starting positions would be if the metrics hold true. Kyle Larson, we talked about it, is the favorite to win this race at plus six hundred, but he will be starting. Uh, right about smack dab in the middle. He'll be starting uh, somewhere in that uh, that range, wherever 22 backwards is. I, again, we haven't necessarily done the math because we're just looking at a backwards thing. A little better than 22. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely better than 22nd. But still, he's going to be... 16, I think it's 16th, roughly. Yeah, exactly. Right yeah, good math, good math. Uh, but he'll be starting there. And, you know, again, for him to win this race, he's going to have to work his way up through the field. It's different if he can qualify and qualify toward the front. But does Kyle Larson have enough in his tank to work his way through the field? We saw last season it was a lot of disappointment up and down that Kyle Larson camp, given what he had accomplished the year before. So now if he's starting toward the middle of the pack, I mean, with, with barely any friends around him, he's going to be surrounded by Fords and Toyotas. He'll be the lone Chevy there. Not that it matters really too much, but yeah. it's no friends. No, you don't need friends at this track anyways, but he's got guys like Cody Ware in front of him, Corey LaJoy, uh, even like a Chris Buescher, a Ricky Stenhouse Jr. I mean, it's not going to take him too long to work his way up through the field. I, I don't foresee that being a problem. I'm not even getting off the guys in the back. Tyler Reddick, we talked about him in the betting show as well, dominated here last season. It's a different car, a different team, but a team that had a lot of success on similar tracks. So even though he would start 35th in this formula, I'm not going to get off of him, and you're going to have to be on him for DFS. It's He's going to be chalky, but for good reason, because he's going to be at the back. Chase Elliott's going to be back there. Eric Jones, he might be the one I fade because he, I've seen him everywhere this week. Everybody's on Eric Jones because of the run he had last season. That was good. That was great. But, yeah, I'm not, I'm not big on him there. So it is DFS-wise, it's almost going to be a stack to back this week because there's so many 
strong guys in the back. Tyler Reddick's, the Chase Elliott's, William Byron's, even a Chase Briscoe, Austin Dillon. Can we start near the back? Ryan Priest. I mean, oof, yeah, it's going to be it, this. You know, you'll see a lot of people will comment that it's going to be uh, it's going to be too easy to make lineups this week because everybody's in the back. But you're going to have to get some guys that are up front, right? That are going to lead some laps early too. It's never it's never easy to build DFS lineups, but there is going to be some very chalky guys at the back of this for sure. Yeah, and guys like uh, Kyle Busch, obviously, starting back there in the back as well. We talked about how that eight car dominated this race last season. And uh, with Tyler Reddick in it, now he's in it, and he's going to be starting somewhere in that 24th position, something like that. So um, he's going to have to work his way up through the front if he wants to lead some laps. He is the active laps leader. He's the active leader in in wins on this track uh, as far as full-time drivers. So he's going to have his work cut out for him. But uh, definitely, I think if, if anybody can do it, he can do it. And Kyle Busch is still 9-1 to one to win this race altogether. So 10-1 to one if you look in the right spot. Oh, yeah. Let's shop around. Shop there around. Always shop around, especially shop in NASCAR. Around. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, but, yeah, again, it's just a matter of I, I don't know that these, these odds really change how I feel about some of these guys uh, on the board. And, it, and fast wow. cars are going to find their way to the front. And that's that's really how it is because, like you said, I mean, you know, the guys. I don't. Stenhouse probably won't stay up front very long. Uh, Busher probably won't. I, I don't think uh, uh, AJ might give some 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 trouble. But Cody Ware, Corey LaJoy, yeah, these guys aren't necessarily going to stick around. Fade quickly. I think that Christopher Bell will likely jump out to the early lead. He's good on the style of track as well. Um, again, one of those dirt guys that that these worn out surfaces is kind of perfect for him. It'd probably be him and Joey Logano show at the beginning there. Alex Bowman gave him out as a long shot on the pick show to win. Uh, maybe he can be up front there and and keep it up front all day. Uh, but, yeah, I'm not worried about the Kyle Larson's middle of the field and even the guys in the back that we talked about. All When we made our bets, we were fairly certain that there wasn't going to be qualifying anyways and that these guys would be starting in the back. So I nothing will change from from how I feel about these guys. It's a long enough race. There's enough going on. And we saw the racing was really good at these tracks last year. It wasn't you couldn't pass, right? Now, if we're talking about a track like Martinsville, where although the second Martinsville race was a little better, the first Martinsville race, you couldn't pass at all, right? So if you have to start in the back, maybe it would be different. But at a track like a club where we saw the passing we did last season, we saw the good racing at tracks like that later on in the season, tracks like Kansas, uh, Homestead, Miami, that are comparable uh, I think we saw good enough racing and plenty of passing that it doesn't bother me that these guys may have to start towards the back. I, I won't be changing any of my, my betting strategy based on that. Well, and you know that there's going to be a competition caution early, right? I mean, they're going to, they always do that when there's no yep, qualifying likely. Yep. So they'll bunch it back up and they'll, you know, they'll get everything sorted out. And again, pitch strategies are going to be a thing early in the race, especially I'm sure. And, uh, yeah, again, it's not going to take long for the, for the good cars to go up front. And I think, um, you're absolutely right in that we're going to see, we're going to see it happen and we're going to be able to, to keep our bets as it is. Of course, if anything changes, you can always get in the discourse and, and change with us. But, um, uh, again, we just wanted to, to also let you know too, that with the metrics being the way it is and with everything, uh, looking the way it is, it doesn't necessarily change our bets. So go back, listen to the betting show, uh, get firmed up on that. And uh, if there's any other questions out there, we'll be happy to answer. If not, we'll probably end up winding this thing down and call our first live show uh, an absolute success. Su success? Success. Uh, Greg, nothing makes me angrier than a competition caution. I know, right? It's Yeah, it, it is what it is. You just got to plan for it at this point. It's just how it's going to be. I, why they have to throw them. I, I don't know. I guess it's the practice. You're not getting any practice and the track's different, but just go out there and do it. I, you know, whatever, not probably not going to change it at this point. Well, they have listened to the fan outcry on some things, stages on road courses. That was a big one we talked about. Right. So maybe if you uh, angrily tweeted NASCAR, every time there is one, maybe they'll listen eventually. Right. Maybe, <laughs> maybe they will. So, um, all right. Well, like I said, I think we'll go ahead and put this one in the books. Hey, listen, Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for watching on YouTube. Thanks for, like, hanging with us. I mean, 
again, I, I'm I'm almost speechless to the fact that you know you guys hung with us as long as you did, and uh, and are watching this and 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 asking questions and getting in the chat. This is a weird a weird vibe that I I hardly ever do, and it's just so much fun to be interactive with you guys and uh, make sure you smash that subscribe button. I've been told on the script to say that, you know, that's not me. That's in this. Yeah. I had my, I had my nine-year-old daughter tell me what all the YouTubers say, smash the bell, like, and subscribe, share with your friends, all the, all the fun stuff that YouTubers say. Yeah. Just blanket, <laughs> whatever the YouTubers have, say. Yes. We will have more live shows. We will have hopefully every episode for the most part will be on YouTube as well. So this is your preferred way. If you're stumbling across us, you just found us this way. We have podcast feed. We've been doing this for a while now as well. So definitely search that out on your favorite uh, podcast feed as well. But here we are. Glad we finally <laughs> made the YouTube side of things. Took took a little work, but here we are. <laughs> as you can tell, I'm an old man and I don't like new things. So uh, just bear with us as we get used to this. So, um, All right, Cody, as we wind it up, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you on social media? Yep. Follow me on Twitter at Husker underscore Zeb. That's where you can find all my work uh, shared. I had an article out this week shared over there. Uh, our friends over at tally site have NASCAR now picks available. So I've been locking in some extra picks there. Uh, last week I locked in one they had on there uh, and it was nine to one for the winner to finish 31st or worse. Guess where Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Started Rod 31st. So catch the nice nine to one there. Similar bet this week. I would go get it before qualifying is officially rained out. Six to one this week for the same bet. That's going to give you guys like Kyle Busch. Uh, maybe not Kyle Busch. I think he's right ahead of there. But Chase Elliott, Tyler Reddick, and some other guys. William Byron's back there. Some other guys that are going to be very good that a normal week wouldn't be starting that bad. Uh, so even at six to one, I still think that's good uh, Good value. But follow me over there. You'll find all that stuff. Got XFL picks over there, everything too. So that's, that's where you can find all that. And uh, yeah, we'll tweet out when we go live here and everything so keep following along we appreciate it we completely appreciate it 1000 percent. and for those of you hardcores who are listening on the on the podcast feed as always we appreciate you every single day that you listen you have made this show quite literally the rocket ship that it is the bosses love you the bosses love us now because you love us no. so <laughs> hey listen thanks you, for your thumbs up rory yeah thanks follow for the rory's up, example rory. and give the thumbs up Indeed. Follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. There's a link in the bio to everything I got going on, whether it's here, whether it's Sportsbook Review, whether it's in between media, the back road, live every Thursday. Catch it there. So let's have a good waking of racing. Let's get some racing in, shall we? Everybody do your best rain dance to keep everything away. We'll see you on Monday. Until then, let's go racing and let it ride.